welcome to Emmaus Footnotes. This podcast offers uncomplicated guidance for following Jesus. Thank you for listening to part three of Stability in the Time of COVID. So today we're going to continue our discussion on stability, and today we're going to talk a little bit about this idea of place. Most of us have spent much more time home in the last year than any year previous. I'm pretty sure my social calendar as an infant was was more demanding. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to consider how place can be an unexpected teacher. And by place, we simply mean the places and spaces you do life in. So Nate, tell us what got you thinking about this idea of place and its association with the value of stability. In the fourth century, there's a story from the fourth century near Egypt of this large African man named Moses the Black. And he's famous for leading a band of bandits who terrorized the region and had all of these famous sort of wild, wild west crimes. One time after committing this crime, he's running for his life and he finds this hiding place in this little suburb of monks. They were hermits and they had these little little single room houses that they called cells and they they were by themselves, but they were kind of in this little suburb of, of... So he was hiding behind different hermits' cells for days. And as he was hiding, he was noticing the way they were living. And he becomes really, really attracted to the, con- the contemplative life and the hmm. peace that they're experiencing. So later... As a fugitive. As a fugitive, yes. He's witnessing something that he can't deny. There's this authenticity and this peace that ultimately he's looking for, but he's, of course, looking in all the wrong places. He ends up coming back to the the monks and joins the community, becomes a monk. And over and over again, he struggles and he has a hard time becoming a holy man. And just several times he almost leaves the monastery and decides this just isn't for him. But eventually he grows and he becomes the leader of their community. And when he's 75 years old, this other band of bandits raids the area. And the word comes that they're heading for this monastery at Skeet. Some of the monks want to take up arms and defend themselves. Moses says, no, you guys go, and I and a few others will stay here, and we'll try to talk to them about peace in the name of Jesus. Hmm. And sadly, he and the others who stay with him end up getting martyred. But he's still remembered today as this man who truly changed, as this early story of a man who goes from like notorious criminal to truly holy man. So the Hmm. reason that his story is even remembered is because he has this quote that's been passed on through monastic wisdom for a long time. The story is this young man approaches Moses the Black, who's now known as Abbot Moses, and asks about questions, asks questions about like the meaning of life and um, how should he find true peace. And Moses's response is, go sit in your cell and your cell will teach you everything. <laughs> I know. Sounds terrible. <laughs> it does. I know. And brilliant. And brilliant. Super monkey. Mm-hmm. Go sit in your cell and your cell will teach you everything. You imagine this kid. He's probably some pilgrim. He's probably got this dramatic perception of Moses the Black, now Abbot Moses, who's going to sit down and give him all this wisdom and personal attention. And he's just the guru in the cave. And he's like, go sit in your cell. Your cell will teach you what you need to know. 
I wonder, that's all that's written. Like you don't hear who asked him the question. You don't hear like, I would have responded with, what the heck? You know, mm -hmm. that was so disappointing. Mm -hmm. That What does that even mean? Mm -hmm. How do I even do what this guy taught me how, or is telling me that I need to do? But the brilliance of his words, even though at first it sounds like hopelessly simplistic, is hidden in the realness of the place. That's what he's getting at. In other words, place can be a teacher that is unparalleled in its ability to just be real with you mm -hmm. because who you actually are will be revealed not in the theoretical but in the actual in right. the specific right right the specificity of the place the limit that means like the limitations of the place the difficulties of, of the place that's what becomes instructive in other words learning takes place right it requires a space a real location and some of these harder to define spiritual values that humanity has always searched for, like purpose and joy and security, which actually totally transcend space, are almost always initially tied to a place. That's where you learned it the first time, was in a specific place. I think Abbot Moses knew that, mm -hmm. and so that's why he gives this traveler this advice, go sit in your cell and your cell will teach you everything. It's great. Such a great story to help us frame this idea of place and, uh, you know, really inspiring us to pay attention to it. Now, you have five things that you talk about um, in terms of what here, quote unquote, can teach us. And today I want to get to the first two for this episode. Uh, the first one being who I am. That's something that place or here can teach us. And the second is how I'm affected. So why don't we just dive into the first one? Great. I'll lead in with this quote from a photographer from National Geographic's name's Pete Mueller. And he was hired by Ron Howard, as I understand it, or maybe it was a National Geographic as well, to photograph Paradise, California, just up the road from us mm -hmm. after the fires. It's part of a documentary that Ron Howard did called um, Rebuilding Paradise. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Mueller's taking pictures and interviewing people from Paradise, California. And he writes, I've spent a lot of time um, thinking about the way our minds make meaning. He says, in some ways, our physical surroundings are arbitrary. It's what happens to us there that matters. So that kind of captures the idea of place as a teacher. It's not so much about the place. It's what the place means. It's So think of place as the container for real life. And in that sense, that place can be really, the place can be really powerful. It keeps things from being hypothetical and theoretical, and it forces things to be real. So yeah, place can be this fantastic teacher. It's kind of the rubber hits the road. I think it guards against, a place guards against an overly imagined perspective of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it also reveals your actual power. Like for, I, I, can, I like to think of myself as an effective leader, but the truth will be borne out in the place where I lead, right? The place is so important there. Am I a loving father? My home will tell you. Uh, am mm. I a good neighbor? You should ask the people on my street. Do I bring order to chaos? You should walk into my closet. 
right? It, like you can't escape the reality of that. Right. I can talk about ideas all day long, but do I give life to others? You should sit at my table and that will actually, so the place is just so mm-hmm. critical. So there's a lot of emphasis on place in Benedictine spirituality and specifically his vow of stability. And it's not this idealistic thing. It's very practical and realistic um, because it takes into consideration just the literal locations in which life takes place. Um, There's an author named Esther DeWall, and and she writes that without stability, we cannot know our true selves. So one of the things that um, Place teaches us is who we are. And she argues in, in one of her books that we're being pulled apart by so many conflicting demands all the time, all these things deserving our attention that often we don't really even, like she says, the center cannot hold. She argues that our, our culture is superficial and confused. Mm-hmm. Now, what's really been interesting is in this last year, we're not hearing story after story of I'm, I'm my kids in four soccer leagues at the same time. Right. We're not super scattered. Instead, we've been hearing stories like, I don't even know what day it is because it's like great um, Groundhog's Day, you know, <laughs> right. it's like the same over thing. I'm never leaving this place. But in, a, in so it doesn't matter if you're never in a place or you're just constantly in that same place. I want to say that something about place can really reveal the specifics or the, the reality of, of who you are. Um, here's, a, here's an example to kind of help out. One of our good friends traveled for a multinational company 300 years 300 days a year for like a decade. And so while many of us were getting married and starting our families and buying our first homes and getting rooted in community, she was traveling all over the world. And she would say, sometimes she would wake up and she wouldn't know where she was. Mm -hmm. She would literally have to look for a, a clue, you know, on some hotel wall to realize, you know, what city she was in. Yeah. And what was interesting was how the lack of consistency in a place began to negatively impact her sense of self, her sense of Mm. identity. It was like connected there. It wasn't just her location that was unstable or constantly changing. Her sense of identity was having a hard time kind of getting rooted Mm -hmm. and established itself. Yeah. So there's this, yeah. I think nothing cuts through this superficiality of the presented self, like the filters on Instagram, like the reality of the place. Um, I love meeting with people. When they come to my office, they will learn something about me. And it's harder for me to learn something about them. But if I go to their house, I mean, I learn more about them in the first 30 seconds right. just by seeing the house and sensing the the room mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah for sure so i am um, i i think that we can exaggerate and pretend that we're something that we're not place keeps us honest sure um or the 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 other extreme we can think that we're just no good and have nothing to offer, but the place can also then reveal the power that we do have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, something as simple as the atmosphere at somebody's kitchen table can be a beautiful demonstration of the skills and the gifts and the abilities that they do have. Yeah. So, 
super basic idea. Yeah. But at the at the outset, there's it's hard to point to something that reveals who you are more accurately than a place. There's exceptions, but um but the place can teach you something about about what's really real about yourself. Yeah. I think that um an example that ca- comes to my mind as sh- as you're sharing about this mm-hmm. is for the period of time that we lived in Ethiopia mm-hmm. for a year and a half um there was something also about the stripping of a place meaning mm-hmm. Roseville California mm-hmm. and and then being in a totally different place mm-hmm. where um in Roseville at the time I had loads of friends, tons of family. Mm-hmm. Um, I still do. Uh, you know, um, I would go to any store. I would know somebody. Mm-hmm. I would go to, I would meet somebody. We would have some, a mutual friend. I just had so, so many roots there. And mm-hmm. then being in Ethiopia, kind of being stripped from all that, um, and being in a place where I felt obscure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are trying to reach out to this tribe of like 3,000 people that mm-hmm. they don't even have a written language, mm-hmm. you know, and just so like, no, it's farther south. No, it's far, you go south and then you keep going south. And that's where we were, um, obscure to even the rest of their own country, you know, these mm-hmm. people. And I think that. Something about that obscurity was so good for my soul and taught me more about who I am in terms mm. of like what you're yeah. saying. Um, and so I'm just wondering as you're talking about place, if if the counter in some ways also true, if we can listen to it, mm-hmm. if you see that ever where, you know, this place, the Roseville <laughs> was stripped mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. and Ethiopia had a whole new bank of lessons for me to learn. Um, this totally might not fit, but mm-hmm. I, I was so uh, stripped from my environment. Yeah. And when I, it took time, but then I realized that obscurity was something my soul needed. Yeah. And it was the place that taught me that. Right. Yeah. Place isn't necessarily good, bad, or neutral. Mm -hmm. What we're investigating, exploring right now is that place is a teacher. Right. It exposes, it reveals. And so, yeah, that's what happened. The place, the place served as an instructor that stripped away all of this familiarity Mm -hmm. from your life. And then what, was left that place then became this like mirror of reality to you mm-hmm. this morning in our men's bible study we were talking about something related and how one of the dads was saying that he's recognizing that his relationship with his kids was almost completely dependent on their activities this is what they would talk about. Yeah. How was the game? How was school? How was your friend's house? Right. And in the absence of all of those things, he's been wrestling with the challenge of being in relationship mm, with his own good. children when because nothing's really going on. 
Like yeah. there's not much to talk to them about. Well, what's teaching? What's it's the abs to one level, it's the absence of activity, but it's it's the it's the um gosh, it's the ever present restrictive reality of their house. Mm-hmm. And we exist together in this house and there's nothing else happening. And it's it's showing and it's causing this dad to dig deeper into the relationship. Right. It's not necessarily about sports, school, friends. Just try to get the teacher in this case is to a certain degree, it's the place. Right. It's the it's the constraint mm-hmm. that is revealing what's real. Right. What's what is there, father-son relationship, and what isn't there, because we've mostly talked about other things. We haven't mm-hmm. actually talked about us. Mm-hmm. So yeah. A second way that place can be a teacher is in revealing how I'm affected. Yeah. Um, it's like, it's a subtle difference, but, and it's easy to miss this, but it's so important to recognize. And I think this is one of the most practical things about stability and place is just simple, simply acknowledging I'm affected by my surroundings. So the concept here is that what is outside affects what's inside. I am, I'm shaped by my place. The context in which a seed is planted is not the same as the seed, right? But it does affect the seed. I was on vacation and I was reading some magazine that just happened to be in the rental house. And there were articles about these guys who were planting plants, but supplementing the soil with minerals that would affect the taste of the plants. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, weird. Yeah. And then they took it another level because they were trying to create this really salty pork. And so they supplemented the soil in which the plants grew, Mm -hmm. which was then eaten by the animal, which was harvested for its meat, which was ultimately affected by the place that the food that the animal ate was growing. This is totally fascinating to me. It's just an example of what's outside affects what's inside or our place shapes us. One of the most significant summers of my life, I was in college and I lived in a Christian commune Mm -hmm. in an inner city. And every day my job was to run a children's program for homeless youth that lived in a warehouse with no windows. It was the most depressing place uh, in my view. It was really hard for me to be there. Mm -hmm. And I was... I was surprised by how challenging it was. And then it was dark and it was dusty and it was industrial and it was um, it was noisy and the kids were everywhere and it was hot, it was mm-hmm. super, super hot and muggy. Then I would go home and I shared a hotel room. The commune was in this massive hotel. It was mm-hmm. 500 people living in community. I shared a hotel room with 10 other guys. It was miserable. It was super, super gross, right? Mm-hmm. And And I was just like, deeply affected by it. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had this college idealism, right? Like sure. I'm going to be a warrior in the inner right. city. Rise above it. I'm going to rise above yep. it. I was miserable, but I was just a couple of, I don't know, maybe a mile away from Lake Michigan. Mm-hmm. I was in Chicago. And so on my day off, I would walk to the lake and I'd just stand in the water or lay on the beach. And it was so refreshing to my soul. It wasn't just rest. It wasn't, this isn't a story about I had a hard job. And so then I went on a hike. 
what I was noticing about myself was how deeply I was affected by my surroundings. Yeah. And I fought it, but, and there were probably some good reasons to push back and to grow and stuff like that. But I don't sure. remember, a t my point is that I don't remember a time in my life when I was more aware of my environment and the impact my environment was having on my soul. Yeah. And so this awareness was instructive to me. Sure. Um, so I think that learning how a person is affected by a place or how an environment impacts feelings and actions can be super helpful for people. I continue to experience this, you know, on a day-to-day -day level, the way I feel when I enter into a cluttered closet or the way I feel when I open the doors to a beautiful medieval sanctuary. Right. You know, it's just like, why does that have such an impact on who I am or how I feel when I'm sitting in bumper to bumper traffic? Yeah. And I'm never in traffic where I live, but yeah. when I am in traffic, I'm just deeply agitated by it. Mm -hmm. So again, place is not necessarily good, bad, or neutral. The influence of the environment can be healthy or it can be neutral or it can be a destructive influence, but the specific ways that I was affected by say like the homeless shelter or the old hotel room or the beautiful lake, that's not really the point. The point is simply recognizing that what's outside affects what's inside. And that simple recognition turns the place into a teacher and it helps us to learn how we're affected. So what is it? So here's some examples. Right. Like what is it about the open space that's so appealing to me? Why, what do I actually right. like, we're going to get to how this affects what I need. Um, but like, I need to understand how I'm affected by that yeah. or why do I become so defensive and critical in certain places, but I'm pretty easy to love people or to be graceful to people in, in another place. Mm -hmm. Um, and then can I enter a space and not be controlled by it? Like, can I get to a place where I'm recognizing, yeah. okay, I'm about to enter, um, say, a hospital room that's full of um, um, hard realities, hard visuals, bad smells, lots of beeping machines, um, professionals who are overworked and all masked up. Can I enter into that space and can I add to the way people are being affected by that space. Right. In other words, can I not just be affected by a place, but can I affect right. others? Can I be part of the place? And can I actually bring, be a peaceful presence yeah. in a place that is otherwise uh, chaotic? And so, anxious, yeah. Yes, right. So like you, when I was younger, I was staying in all these crazy places. I lived in a bus for four years and- I can't believe it was four years. It was four years. And a lot of times, you know, it'd be like me and like a bunch of smelly guys mm -hmm. or whatever. And beautiful souls though, beautiful souls, I will say. But- People always say smelly guys, they don't say well, smelly girls. you know, they were like 18. All I'm right. sure I was too at that point. But anyway, so, um, and I always wanted to rise above the environment mm -hmm. impacting me. Mm -hmm. um, and I think sometimes, you know, I was probably successful at it and other times not at all. Um, but having children, you pay so much more attention to environment yeah. for their sake. This is so good. Right. And it's that environment being helpful for growth. Mm -hmm. 
spiritual, like physical, mental growth mm-hmm. for children that you really start paying attention to how important it is. Yep. And my awareness of that grew having children. Yeah, Whereas before I just sort of tried to muscle through right. the discomfort that I was experiencing. Yeah. Now, do I always want to coddle them and manage the environment 100%? No. Mm-hmm. But there is a point of like an incubation period, a maturity mm-hmm. that needs to happen. Um, you know, I mean, you could talk about this in terms of plants <laughs> as well. Yeah. That needs to happen. Right. Um, that will give us, you know, some sort of growth result that is healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's harder to recognize it for myself than it is to recognize it for my 11-year-old. Um, he's mm-hmm. being impacted by the fact that he's been indoors for two days. So right. we need to change the environment because it's going, he is affected. The outside affects the inside. Right. So in some ways, this is so basic, but yeah. we're trying to push this to the practical, yes. right? We're trying to push it to, let's talk about stability, massive concept. Let's talk about place super basic concept and try to see how these two things relate. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that um, place um, is affected or one of the ways that place can be such a valuable part of our life, not just a circumstantial reality, mm-hmm. is that that place can be a teacher. That place can reveal to me something about who I am. This place can reveal to me something about the way I'm affected by my environment. And so if I begin to learn about those kinds of dynamics, now I can, like you and I both tried to do at 18, 19, 20, I can start to, quote, rise above it. But I, thought I first have to have a, some sense of understanding of sure. how this is working. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us today for part three of Stability in the Time of COVID. We hope that you'll look at your place a little differently this week. Be sure to join us next time for part four. Let me leave you with this blessing. May you delight in God's word. May your roots be firmly planted in him and may your life bear fruit.